Your New England Patriots are back where they belong in the Super Bowl. Woohoo! If you are drunk, stupid, and a Pats fan, you have come to the right place. This is Patriots Rap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! The whole world's gone to hell, but how are you? How are you, Mike? How are you? Super. Asking. Pretty good. Some would say feeling super. Yeah, I'm super. Feeling a little super. Are you super? Feeling super. Thanks for asking, buddy. How could you feel anything less? Thanks for asking. Woohoo, I'm super. Because the Pats are in the Super Bowl. Again. Yes. Not a bad thing, brother. What's up, Patriot Nation? We are coming. You are looking live. At the AfterBuzz Studios, alongside Denny Harris, I'm Mike Collins. This is Patriots Rap 360. Hey, Denny, why don't you tell the people how they get in touch with you? Sure thing, brother. You can find me on Twitter at dhas d e e h a a s, and yourself. Uh, still not on social media, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, anyhow, you know what? It's not whatever. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk offline. Yes. We want to jump right into Patriots Talk. Uh, first thing is we want to talk about, I, I do want to throw a little nugget out to folks uh, that might be following along with us live. You can hit up Denny on his tw- uh, Twitter if you are, or you can hit us up in the YouTube chat room and, uh, you know, tell us what you're thinking, or if you want to steer our Rattleless discussion in a different direction, we'd appreciate it. Uh, but I did want to say that uh, today is the 30th anniversary of a special something that has to do with someone in Patriot Nation. So a very pivotal somebody in Patriot Nation. So let me know what you got on that. January 25th, 1987, what happened on that day. So think about that. And uh, remind me, Denny, at the end of the show to let you guys in on All right. This. All right. Uh, anybody catch Roger Goodell on the Colin Cowherd show? Honored. Honored. I caught him. Yeah. Allegedly, he'd be honored to hand the trophy to Tom Brady. Yeah. He'd be honored. Are you I, buying that at face value? You know, I don't really buy anything that guy says. No. You know, I think that's one of the reasons he's in his position, because he can kind of BS with a straight face. Right. You know, he can just lie right to your face. He's like a politician in that way. You know? Oh, yes. I'd feel better if he was in there. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to go off on that tangent because nope. we're super. Thanks for asking. We wouldn't, Thanks for we wouldn't asking. want to change anything like that. But it was interesting. And he, he kind of said, you know, because he did ask him, and that was good, like why he went to Atlanta two straight games. Right. Poof. He got grilled know? on it. He did. But he did say, like, two years ago, he came to the divisional round and the championship round. Right. But it's like uh, that, that, that uh, I don't know. Where's What's your anger level on it? Are you beyond it are you still pissed do you feel like him not coming to new england is putting salt on the wounds or stirring the pot or i'm pretty much beyond it i mean I, like i hated talking about the deflate gate and we just right. want to bury it like we did on this program right. and just not talk about it at all um i wanted to you know just kind of put it on hold until hopefully you know right. the trophy thing happens and then just see what plays out it is amazing you know? how far we've come now where pat's pat's nation just Getting fired up, thinking of the multiple ways that they could handle receiving the Super Bowl trophy before the game's even played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I'm with you, though. I'm pretty much over it myself. I feel like, uh, I mean, it's already been addressed, beaten to death. 
it's not like he hasn't given any statements. Even even during the process of the Deflategate stuff, he was saying, you know, Tom Brady's a class act, essentially. Goodell was paying lip service to it. He's a great kid or whatever he said at the time. So, Yeah, the lip service I want to hear is I was wrong. I don't think we're going to hear that yeah, ever. So. Of course, never will. Yeah, so uh, will. as far as that goes, hmm. you know, hmm. the sweet revenge will be. Guys that make $44 million dollars a year don't admit being wrong. This is true. In fact, guys that don't... Uh, uh, four hundred uh, thousand a year, you know. Four hundred k, baby. Hey, Anthony, will you turn down your microphone for me, brother? We can hear you in here. Sorry about that. That's all right. And um, if you can get that any larger, that'd be dope. Fantasy stats. Because I'm kind of kind of blind. Oh, you'll read them, Denny. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Only one more game. He's saying, which is definitely the truth. Hopefully, many more games for TB12 and B- Big Bill. But yeah, one more big game. Uh, one more big game. Two more shows for us. There you go. Boom. No big deal. We don't take bye weeks. We'll be here next week. We'll be looking real in-depth at the Super Bowl breakdown on that. But today we really want to just sit in the glow of being AFC championships champions once again. It feels nice. It feels nice. <sighs> I want to say, unofficially, it's 44% of the years that Tom Brady's been in the, super, in the league, he's gone to the Super Bowl. Crazy. Seven out of 15 years. And I don't know if that's including insanity. That, is that subtracting? I think it is. It's not including the year that he missed. I would say no. So, yeah. but yeah, fantasy stats guru is with us, calling BS on uh, Goodell. He's just putting out there what he thought needed in order to save face. You're right. It's what You're these. Right. It's what these political types do. You know. I want to uh, thank uh, you know uh, Dennis Harris Hun. Harrison. Yes. For no getting relation. us up on the uh, right foot. I got a few texts and. Pulling the old fire alarm. Yeah, Dennis Harrison. That is not. If I were to have an alias, I'd right. like to think it would be a little more creative than that. Exactly. That that seemed like one of those like last minute. I shouldn't give my real yes. name. Dennis Harrison. <laughs> John Cocktoastenton. <laughs> Definitely a Fletch move. But uh, you know, I mean, we as Pats fans will stop at no bounds. I, I mean, I hope there's some Atlanta fans trolling us, okay? Because we will stop at nothing, okay? Right. Kind of lost in that. I feel like I've read that Michael Floyd also stays on the premise at at on the premises at Gillette as well. At, at um, right? Is, isn't isn't that where, a hotel there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says he's three minutes from the thing. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe. Hey, maybe that's why the guy was the uh, you know healthy scratch on game day. <laughs> that was good. I mean, we were speculating on that how that was going to go down, but yeah. he was indeed the healthy scratch because we have uh, had Mitchell back and Hogan back, so that was good. Uh, not dinged up. Well, they're a little dinged up, but yeah, but who like, isn't this time of year? Am I right? <laughs> well, let's get into this game a little bit here. A little bit. Um, so, Pats, interestingly enough, win the toss and elect to take the ball. Yes. Kind of uh, kind of a little shocked by that. Yeah, I was having a little bit of a flashback to last year's AFC Championship and it, a little worried. I was sending the worried texts immediately like Yeah. It str- seems strange. You're such a warrior during the game. I'm a worry. I am. I'm I got the sweatiest palms of any guy that's not on the field <laughs> or, or actually impacted by the game. Uh except emotionally, for sure. Of course. To the core. But I was surprised I was a little surprised. I mean, it's just a weird thing to me regardless when you do something 90% of the time, or more than that probably, historically, I mean, the dude has really set a trend in the NFL, the dude being Bill, mm-hmm. on you know deferring and trying to get you know the double dip. As he says, he loves to try to get that ball back in the second half. If you're up, it's, you know, it's a win-win. Yeah. 
But curiously, the two times that you can recall that he's done it are the last two AFC Championship games. Last time it didn't work out so good. This time worked out pretty good, but would have loved to see them get Hank 7 on that first drive. It felt like it, they left some points on the board on that first drive. No question. I mean, I was like spinning yawns in my head when they took up all like 12 went up to Bill and was just like, I want the ball. You yeah. know, and he's just in that laser focus mode that he was in like his midweek press conference and he's just like we're yes. gonna go down here and score and like it, oddly enough um the pats have not trailed in a game since week 12 it's unbelievable yeah, is that insane it is it is i mean hopefully hopefully they can keep that trend going not to get ahead but i think both fun. the steelers and the falcons are built to play with the lead so they're not they're not the type of team that you you know want to be pl- playing from behind not that any team prefers to but they're not built really to handle that either so it's true I thought it was interesting. The Pats though, also they, prefer to play from behind. Yes, I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. But you know, we do have that. We got we got the weapons to get back in the game and and the old twelve under center. Um, not that I'm biased at all, but I thought it was nice that they came out, did execute, and they came out. Which I something I kind of missed from the days of yore. They came out firing up tempo, four wide receiver sets, some some wrinkles that like I was reading. I forget somebody had an article today breaking down just how seldom they've used that the four wide receiver sets this season that was pretty interesting you know and that's one of those things that i don't want to say no other team can do it but very few and certainly pittsburgh is the opposite example where these guys are who they are week in and week out and the pats are like hey you know that look that we gave you all season you're not going to see that we're just coming at you all of a sudden we're coming at you chip kelly style who knows? Maybe that was uh, influenced by that little meeting. They did have a little meeting. You know? I, I, I smell him calling a board as a uh, as a consultant. What? Yeah, you know. You know. I mean, I think it's, it's the same thing they did with Lombardi. I mean, I believe that Chip is still getting paid by the Niners, right, to be hey. our consultant. Same as Lombardi was getting Sounds paid like good, by the Browns. Sounds like a good deal all around. <laughs> and then once he wasn't getting paid by him, we were like, all right, peace. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for everything. <laughs> Why don't you go to the NFL Network? Go we, send we, some tweets about how Jamie Collins sucks. Yeah, we've, we've rung all your... Uh, <laughs> Jamie Collins, by the way, inking a new deal. Not bad, yeah. Four years, $50 million, 26 guaranteed. Did all right for himself? The, yeah, he's with the Cleveland Browns. But, hey, man. You know, I, I don't know if that was quite like the Keekly uh, contract that he was looking yes, for. Yes, probably not. Allegedly. Probably not. But... But who knows? Maybe he'll have a uh, you know change of heart, become a team guy, which we're going to suspect that he wasn't while in New England because I can't figure out any other reason that he got shipped out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the way the Pats started off. It's like there was some no huddle. Sometimes they were huddling, but they still went quick and they were like you know snapping the ball with like fifteen or twenty seconds left on the play clock, right? You know, and that was just like obviously what they uh, intended to do. And uh, the game plan, and game plan specific, baby. You know, Mike yeah. Tomlin doesn't have that in his head to do. I did. I also was encouraged too. They came right out of the gates and targeted Marty, which I thought was cool. I mean, he wasn't targeted heavily throughout the game, but it was nice to see him come out of the gates, hit Marty. Jules had a big catch, and then Malcolm had a, a drop on, on third that first down. shot, which was a little worrisome. Yeah, because that's we were in the red zone, goes right. right off his hands, had to settle for three on that one. We were marching it down that throw. Right. And as kind of fantasy stats guru is bringing up now, if the Floyd Malcolm thing, you think you know last week you had some drops from from Floyd, and then and then this week you got Malcolm with a couple of key drops. Now what do you do? I know our buddy, uh, our our staple on the Twitter sphere too, Amar Singh, was asking the same thing. Like what you know what comes of if they're assuming they're both healthy again in the Super Bowl? Do you think one or 
both or neither will be a scratch. I think Floyd will be the scratch again. Another scratch again, yeah. I do. I, you know, just because be of the fact that I think, you know, Bill feels more comfortable with the guys right. that have been there all year, you know. There's just more stuff you can do with them. And um, I, I mean, yeah. that's no knock on Sleepy Floyd. I mean, right, the right. dude, like, you know, he... Uh, you know, he's just only been here a month. Right. So. Certainly, yeah, the experience, the advantage goes to Mitchell. But mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see. I thought, I for one thought that they might have a, a package or two with a sle- your boy Sleepy, maybe some red zone looks since he's a big body down there. But mm-hmm. who knows, man? I mean, from week to week, anyone's guess is as good as the next guy with these Oof. Patriots. Yeah, it was so great. Um, do you think if the Pats were to play the Steelers again this week, that Tomlin would maybe consider putting a body on old 15? Because <laughs> Hogan Oof. was open often, early, all day. He was. Ridiculous, yeah. I mean, if, if I had told you at the beginning of, the, of Sunday that there's going to be two wide receivers <laughs> in the league in the remaining teams playing that'll have nine receptions for 180 yards and two TDs. You could probably guess Julio Jones was one of them. Right. I don't think many of us would have guessed that kind of day. No. For old Ben. A I co- mean, a career high. More power to him. Does it know? on the big stage. More power to him. He's the pretty, open man, and that's why 12 gets on the ball. It was pretty impressive. I did hear after, uh, I want to say it was the, the first TD to him, he was op- so wide open, I want to say that Brady has even said, like, he saw him, saw how open he was, and didn't believe it. Looked away, like figured there's somebody over there, like, and ended up coming back to him oh. and hitting him, and he was still open. Yeah, are you surprised at all that Pittsburgh played a lot of like rushing three and then like dropping back in zone? That's like a death sentence to play zone against Brady. It's I I'm kind of baffled by their approach again. Like we've talked about it, and again looking at sort of the history as opposed to the feeling that I have about Pittsburgh, which. They're kind of just in great contrast these days because Brady has just owned the Steelers in his career. And shockingly, certainly in the Tomlin era, regardless of the two, both Butler and LeBeau, I mean, these guys do what they do defensively, and they get scorched by Brady, and they don't seem to adapt. It's yeah. kind of strange, dude. Maybe it's a little uh, strange. Maybe uh, Terry Bradshaw has, has, is uh, kind of right about Tomlin. Maybe he's he just be. a cheerleader. Hey, but I mean, the guy's been uh, you know coaching like ten years. He's gone to three AFC championship games. So yeah. I think there's a lot of people that would take that. I mean, not everybody can be Bill Belichick. This is true. Who is now advancing to more Super Bowls than any other head coach in history? His seventh as a head coach. No big deal. Tenth overall, right? Is it nine? Nine overall? I think two oh. as a coordinator and. Either way, I thought it was 10, but hey, Maybe you it's know. 10. Maybe it's 10. Maybe it's someone correct Two with us. the Giants, right? Two with the Giants. One with the Patriots under uh, Bill Parcells, oh. right? Yeah. D coordinator in 96. Was he the D coordinator oh, he or was he in Cleveland? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Tim. Either way, maybe, Either uh, maybe way. Uh, Sets, Fantasy Dads Guru knows the answer to that. I mean, he's chiming in. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. It is, it is a discussion of three. Um, you know, what was kind of the story of the game is the Pats being unbelievable in third down conversions. You right. Know? I mean, that was huge. And not all of them were like gimmies and stuff. There was some third and tens in there. And, you know, they just, outside of the first two series, they converted, after those, 11 of 13 third downs. Pretty good, That's yeah. insane. Yeah, and it felt like something that I was kind of keeping an eye out for after the, you know, the situation the week before with Houston Pittsburgh did kind of bring some some pressure up the middle early, 
And they had a little bit of success with it, but that sort of went away. I feel like the O-line definitely adjusted, improved on – I mean, certainly the talent level is not quite the same, but yeah, the O-line certainly had a much better day. And Brady, a few plays, Brady had just had all day. Great protection. The yeah. guys did a good job. Hopefully they can do the same. It was good protection. I thought, you know, the Pittsburgh kind of helped us out and, like, not rushing that many guys right. a lot of times. And then, um, you know, also, like, when they did, I think – the the backs kind of helped with that in the middle right you know in yeah. that middle rush that was uh such a pain uh last week uh, right in the houston game so there was that one play early on where old tooney got just smoked again and mm. brady got kind of crushed by hargrave there yeah through the middle but yeah but the old he, he gets up Olay. just to watch the watch that bull go by him yeah talk about sweaty palms yes um I do want to say one thing about Hogan because, like, I think he's kind of like the Dion Lewis of this week's game, you know, where, you know, all his catches, they weren't really old sticking to the hands. Right. You know, yeah, he has a, a lot of bobble in a catch. So lucky that guy flies like the wind because he can get the separation to make that kind of bobble. Even on the flea flicker, yeah. that didn't really stick. That was, you know. Pretty exciting. Yeah, he like. had three or four of those where, and he just, had that drop that f- on that screen later in the game too, where drop on a screen, and then he dropped a touchdown pass right. on the last on our last field goal. That could have been a touchdown. Yeah, I, I I noticed that as well. I mean, I thought that screen could have even been a TD with the way he was playing, but yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, we're we're able to nitpick a little bit. But you're right. I mean, it's. With if if maybe if there were a defender within a ten yard radius of him at any time, they could have posed some problems. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, I really of, <laughs> that approach of just leaving him wide open is it's true. And like looking at that, I like my offensive MVP of the game. Well, it's probably Brady, but uh, if I was going to a receiver like Edelman, you know, he had some big had catches on third game, down. Yeah. You know, uh, eight catches, one hundred and eighteen yards, and they did get him in the end zone there at the end. So. Uh, that was good to see. Always. Uh, but the guy is just so clutch. How about that um, audible? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. And then uh, he converted on that to Hogan for a 26 yada. That was another one where he bobbled and caught it. You know? Right, right. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's uh, out there with the old, uh, whatever the hell that machine's called there, the old ball. Jugs. Jugs, there it is. The Jugs gun? I was going to say balls machine, but. The balls machine. That's the one I think is at your house. That was, that was a close second when they were naming that. Jugs. Balls? Jugs. <laughs> oh, let's go with Jugs. <laughs> that uh, third drive is when Hogan, like, he was pretty quiet on the first two drives and then, like, came alive. He had four right. catches on that drive for 57 yards that ended in the TD. Yeah. Uh, that's the one where Brady was like, oh, my God, he's that wide open. This yeah, that was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and it, then, yeah, that subsequent drive, I want to say, is when Bell first got dinged up. Right. Which, how did you feel about, like... Kind of soft. Now, I'm not one to question a man of NFL. <laughs> I am. I yeah, am you are. But, it, you know, I try to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. But I just, I mean, the dude, yeah, obviously he was dinged up. But it didn't, at no point did it seem devastating. He's on the sideline. It wasn't like he went in to get an x-ray or something. Mm. You know, I mean, of all the days, it's like, man, there's got to be like a... A rub, a pill, a needle. Yeah. That's the AFC Championship game, brother. It's pretty crazy. It just, it was a little he, weird, you know? He came in, back in for one play, and then couldn't he, go. Yeah, I thought maybe he would do the little Marty Bennett, Hulk Hogan style, like, oh, I'm back. Yeah. You know, Paul Pierce in a wheelchair kind of thing, <laughs> oh. but he, uh, 
<laughs> he didn't seem like he was he was that uh rip roaring trying to get back in there. You didn't see that any you know. Yeah. You know who knows? Maybe it's ten times worse than uh, it appeared, but I mean I guess, you know, you are running back, you know, his game, shifty cuts, you know, play you know, splits out wide a lot. Um right. mm, you know. Did yeah, I mean it I was know. it was questionable enough that we're all kind of wondering. Like it just seemed like a for lack of a better word, a little bit of a lackluster injury. It was sort of like, yeah. I guess you're not gonna not gonna get back out there. Or? Yeah. All right. So you were wondering. I mean, the Pats. You know, BB's mo is taking away their best player. So like, who's that gonna be? Bell or Brown? Right. So with him, you know, hitting the bricks early. Right. It was Brown, and he only get seven catches for seventy seven yards. Right. And there were reports where, on the Williams touchdown, he was open and was pouting. Pout, little pouty face, dude. He never wear the, the the red, blue, and silver with that kind of attitude. You can't be you pouting. You, can't, you, can't, be you pouting. can't be doing Facebook Live in the locker Only room. Only Tom Brady's allowed to pout. And you can't be pouting when your team scores right? a touchdown. Only Tom Brady's allowed to pout. Yeah, well, he pouts and yells at people when this things don't true. go bad. But, you know, when this touchdowns happen, guys guys got to smile. Guys banging heads out there, all right? For real. He's banging heads. <laughs> um, huge play, Okay. Uh, in the second quarter, and really, I think when the Pittsburgh's backs were broken, was that play by Deron Harmon? You know where Chung gets oh huge. You know huge he's play. he's wrapped up Jesse James at like the uh, you know he's got it, but it looks like maybe he'll be able to stretch it over for the touchdown. And right. Deron Harmon comes in, boom, huge play, huge play, because that puts it at like the one foot line. Originally they called it a touchdown. Goes back under replay, rightly so. Yeah, and then a defensive stamp, dude, like for the ages. It was for the ages. That was definitely a turning point. I think a bunch of the players mentioned it too. Like huge goal line stance, and just I mean the swing of momentum there was would have been even bigger had the Pats then drove drove down the field. But yeah. I mean to hold them to three there, it was it was. Pretty critical, I would say, in the overall tone of the game. Definitely huge. And, like, I was like to see, like, first and goal there, Shea McClellan coming in there and stuffing the run. I yeah. don't really see him as much of a right. run stuffer, but he came in and, de- and Hightower was in there, too. And then second and goal, Val- Valentine, Valentine getting oh in there God. for that three-yard loss, wrapping Ridiculous. him up. And Tomlin had a great reaction after that. And yeah, that was, was like, like when he's like... We're not going to win this game. Oh yeah, I, like I, think, I love know? the play by Valentine. I mean, that looked like some that dude. His highlight reel from college, like the kind of the read on him was that it you know inconsistent. But I mean, that was the stuff you would see when he kind of flashes the penetration and stuff. I mean, dude, he blew that play up. Blew and it was that huge. Play up. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, so, and, yeah. Then, and, and Tomlin's <clears throat> look was so priceless. You know, it's like. That that fifty yard stare he's always sporting. I guess can right. see into the future because he was like, "This isn't looking good." This it wasn't looking, looking good. too good, my friend. No, no, no. Uh, but I do... yeah, that, sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, please. I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, so they went into halftime there. What seventeen nine? Feeling pretty good at that point. I was feeling pretty good. I thought obviously that was a great way to hold them up there. And then, like I said, unfortunately the Pats weren't able to get a drive going there right before the half. It would have been nice to hang, you know, a three spot on them there too. But mm-hmm. oh, either well. way, especially with the Steelers getting the ball back on the flip. But yeah, they got the ball back on the flip, and then it went three and out. Right, which was also pretty key. Which was awesome. In their two previous playoff games this year, they scored on their first possession 
of the first half and the first possession of the second half in both those games. And in this this game, three and out, not two shifts. So that was awesome. And this Pats D, it's you know, it's been kind of an under the radar unit, and I can hope they can stay that way for the next two weeks, which is literally impossible. Right. Uh, but you know, th- this will match up the highest scoring offense versus the you know holding to the minimum defense. Right. And it's the seventh time that matchup has happened at the Super Bowl. It's unbelievable. Defense is six and one. No big deal. Not no to mention no big deal. So hopefully not to mention those white jerseys. Not to mention those white jerseys. Let's mention the white jerseys. Go ahead, sir. Pats will wear white. In eleven the Super out of Bowl. twelve, I think it is. Ten out of eleven, I believe. Either way. Ten out of the last eleven. So either the color jerseys are due or we'll just keep it rolling with the white is what we hope. So uh, um, by the way, regarding the Belichick factor, uh, fantasy stats guru and Max Michael Freshette mm-hmm. coming with some correct knowledge as I just looked it up myself. Okay, Bill Belichick was on the squad there as the secondary coach. Al Gro was the defensive coordinator. That's that year. right, McCordy. He was McCordy's. Uh, no, not McCordy. Uh, he was Brewski's. No. Brewski. I'm just firing it all wrong there. Um, what, what, are you, what are you coming with on that one? I'm tr- I'm trying to think. Someone I heard a <clears throat> an Al Grobom. I heard an interview recently of somebody uh, on that Pats team that uh, was like, "Oh yeah, I really got to know Bill when he was my position coach." Who that was it? Maybe it was Ty Law. I don't know. To Bucky Jones. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, honorable mention to Darnay Skarniecki, yeah, the defensive assistant on that squad as well. Whoa, that guy! You know he wears many hats. He not the total segue, by the way. He mm-hmm. has a relative on the Falcons staff. Yeah, is that true? I believe so. I did not know that. I looked that up while we're that, BSing. That's a little connection. You know, a guy that you know doesn't show up in the stat sheet much at all this year, but I love this guy just because he's a team player, Danny Amendola, dude. You know, that he had a big first down catch on a third down. Oh yeah. In the first half. And then um, you know, he he also his blocking. You know, you you talk about Edelman and Amendola, oh, these guys are tiny, you know. But the only thing that hurts them with is maybe their catch radius because they play like bigger men. Yeah. That there's like a a, a screen to Hogan and uh it might have been the one he dropped, but he he caught one as well that they just blew up. That was right. like a third down conversion. These guys and they're blocking like at the point of attack, and then also like downfield is just yeah. I mean to unmatched. that point, I, I think Amendola really. I think we've touched on it once or twice this year, but mm-hmm. I think it's pretty awesome the kind of team player and the role that he's carved out for himself. I mean, a guy that kind of you know signed a pretty big contract has reworked it on behalf of the team and being a part of it and. Kind of quietly, like you said, like you know, there's no pouting in New England. Um, you know, obviously there's minor pouting that happens from time to time, but you don't see it from these guys like the Danny Amendola's of the world. They're out there, you know. Maybe it's one, two catches, but hey, if I need you on third down, do you ha- do you have me? And the answer is typically yes, which is pretty huge, you know. Yeah, pretty um, huge. I, 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 if you saw this play in the third quarter, my boy, you know how I love me some Malcolm Brown. No doubt. Um, when he just took the offensive tackle. And threw him into the running back, and that right. was the tackle. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> that was sick. Just some big, strong man play oh, right there. Oh, so good. Interestingly enough, the Patriots, for a little symmetry for you, the Super Bowl will mock the Super Bowl 51, will mock the 51st postseason game in Patriots history. Is that ironic? Mm-hmm. Here in their 57th season. Um, so it was great. You know, um, <clears throat> 
Were you surprised at all about the game plan that they kind of spread them out? Because they were so successful at running the ball in their meeting in the regular season. You know, they ran for like 140 yards, I think, in that one. This one, 27 carries, 57 yards for the Pats on the ground. Yeah, I I can't say I was all that surprised anymore. Kind of another, like, analogy to last year's AFC Championship game. I thought for sure in that game, hey, it's Peyton Manning. Let's We were coming off a game where... Had some pretty good success on the ground. Thought it made sense to come out, pound the ball, keep Peyton off the field. And they come out instead with the opposite attack. And I think really the Pats, they don't they don't ever, I don't think, set up their offense based on the other team's offense, as, as goofy as that sounds. Like, they're, they're going to look at how are we best going to attack this defense. Like, you know what I mean? They're not, I think even in the case of Atlanta, which I'm sure we'll get into, you know, certainly more next week, but... I don't think they're going to let Atlanta's high-flying offense in any way dictate what they do offensively, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to kind of have, have them attack with the same kind of game plan. I mean, you look, Atlanta's D kind of reminds me a lot about Pittsburgh. Suspect. You know? but, well, I mean, you look at their numbers and they look suspect, but I think they really kind of came together in the last the six to eight yeah, uh, weeks of the season. Um, right. They are relying, much like Pittsburgh, on like two rookies in the defensive backfield. So when I hear that about a team and I have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Josh yes. McDaniels, Start salivating I feel a little pretty bit. good about that. As much as I like that Keanu Neal guy, I yeah. think he can, be, he can be sucked up. I heard a pretty – I, see I want to say it was uh, one of the Boston guys. I want to say it was Paul Perillo maybe. He made – he drew the comparison to uh, the some of the old Colts teams, which I thought was interesting, in the Peyton Manning era where they had that high-powered offense. Mm. Defense had some weapons, had some speed. Dwight Freeney. But, yeah, there's, there you go. It all, comes, it all comes full circle. But, you know, Brady did pretty well against those Ds. You know, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that stuff, but... I feel more confident going into the Super Bowl than I did going into that Pittsburgh game. I feel like, again, until Matt Ryan proves it, here's it. Maybe here's his chance to prove me wrong and all you know a bunch of naysayers. But this is the biggest stage. I don't think the Pats are going to completely stop their their offense. I don't know that any team can, but right. I like our our offense's chances against their D as opposed to the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I think that those naysayers. You know, kind of have been saying that about Matt Ryan the last two weeks, too. And he's kind of really put up great games the last two weeks. So. Yes. Uh, but our defense is a lot better than Green Bay's. No that, question. That's for sure. But um, I do want to say that Atlanta's kind of offense, it reminds me a little bit about the path of the Pats because the Pats really like to get that matchup of the linebackers out in pass patterns against. Excuse me, backs. the running backs versus linebackers. Right. You know, out of the backfield. Uh, right. Obviously doing that with Deion Lewis and James White. But they have a two-headed monster as well that is great at catching the ball. Right. Tevin Coleman and... Uh, Freeman. And Freeman. And, you know, it's it, it's... It shouldn't be a shock because there is that New England BB connection down there with Dimitrov and Pioli. Right. And, uh, you know, the, they, they kind of built the team... Very similar, you know, don't take running backs in the first round. You know, they were able to get those guys in the third right. and fourth, you know, so it's and they do kind of take advantage of that uh, running backs on linebackers that I can't believe that everybody in the league doesn't do. Now. Right. The Pats have been doing it for forever, years, kid. you know, it's crazy. Yeah, seriously, forever. Kevin Falk. I know? saw an interesting uh, excerpt today. Speaking of the connections, uh, Dimitrov, et cetera, et cetera. And it's Steve Skarnecki, as our boy Max pointed out, by the way, yeah. also uh 
Steve Skarnecki was also had a hand in the uh, Spygate stuff. He was, I want to say, the video tech at that time. That's neither here nor there. But um, where was I going with that? Dimitrov, yeah. So apparently, I want to say Michael Hawley's most recent book. There was an excerpt floating around on the Twitter sphere today from that book where Belichick apparently advised Dimitrov, Dimitrov, mm. uh, not to go, not to go all in for Julio during the draft. And there's like, it, it was kind of surprising. I mean, I haven't read that book yet, but it was very i mean if it was was a quote from belichick or i'm sure it was you know yeah. wasn't his exact words but it was pretty strong recommendation like hey there's a lot of value at wideout this year and kind of telling him hey man like i mean don't, basically don't being completely wrong at the top. yeah and that you know it's kind a of lot of what's what's proven to be true about julio he was suggesting that it wasn't so yeah. either he was trying to you know shift his boy a little bit in the wrong direction or it's kind of a little bit of a show that maybe Bill doesn't have the best read on why not as as it's seen at times. <laughs> Seemed at times. How about that run by uh Legarrette Blount when he almost got in the end zone when the whole oh my God, team that was came and like it was like a rugby mall Just almost mo- into the end zone. It was like seven guys around him. And yeah, it seemed like uh if you look back at it too, there was only like one or two Patriots behind him. Like yeah, that was just the big man moving that pile. Cool. I mean, that was yeah, that was great. Insane. <clears throat> it was uh, good stuff. And uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, no big deal. Thirty-two for forty-two, three hundred and eighty-four yards, three TDs. No big deal. He um, so that's his third three hundred yard passing game in a conference championship. That ties him with Peyton Manning. He also tied his idol Joe Montana Joey. with his ninth career three touchdown playoff game. Pretty good. Pretty good. And he's heading back to the Super Bowl. And he'll be the second oldest quarterback to play in the Super Bowl. You know the first? The second oldest. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Manning? Peyton last year. Yeah. You got a baby. <laughs> I don't know if we're ra- heading towards wrapping up, by the way, but don't forget about your 30-year anniversary question. I will. I will. We start a little late, so I'm going to borrow another three or four minutes. Sounds good. You know, Anthony will get in my ear. Not always good. Not always good for a reminder. So I had to throw it out uh, there. Much preach, much preach. Hey. Nobody really came up with it. I might as well let it let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Belichick's first Super Bowl appearance as a coach, yes, as a defensive coordinator with the Giants. So you knew that one. No I big, did. No big deal. Um, how about Alan no Branch's thing. dance moves? Love it. Oof. By the way, relate direct related to that. Mm-hmm. During the game, I happened to notice in my man crushing on Alan Branch, mm-hmm. his tattoo, and I, they kind of had a shot of him leaning over, and you could see this big A on his arm. And I'm looking at the screen, and it saying to myself, "It looks like that says Afronauts, Afronauts." Look it up. Him and his boys back in high school, I want to say, or elementary school, played on a hoops team, and then when in their downtime, they had a dance group. Called the Afronauts. How's that for a little Pats fan? Trivia? That is so. That's the type of stuff you get here <laughs> on Patriots Rap 360. Woo! This is where people come from. I mean, I didn't think that guy could get much more Patriots. lovable. That was lo- that was awesome. Afronauts, so good. That is. That may very well be a Patriots Rap 360 exclusive. Right oh, there, right? that's so good. Afronauts, I love that. So now, so Brady. Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger have represented the AFC, AFC in the Super Bowl in 13 of the last 15 seasons. It's crazy. Pretty insane. Pretty crazy, my Pretty friend. Pretty crazy. So you got to love that. Uh, were you surprised at all with the Atlanta game that they were able to blow out Green Bay? 
44 yes. to 21. Yes, I was. As okay. I texted my good pal during that game, I said, 24 to nothing at halftime, uh, just how I saw it coming. I mean, I figured, and I know you were you were on top of that as far as thinking that Green Bay's D, they probably had seen, you know, they were in their twilight of the season. Um, and I, I just didn't think it would be to that extent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matty Ice had a pretty big day out there. Julio did his thing. I mean, if anyone is somehow lives under a rock and doesn't know what that guy's capable of, that one touchdown that he had is... Dude gets open, hand fights, gets open, catches the ball cleanly, runs past one guy, and then just destroys another guy with a stiff arm, runs it in. It was like a 70-yard touchdown or something like that. Is Malcolm going to get his shot at him? I think he's going to have to. I mean, I think he with poses... With safety help, of course, of course, much like Antonio Brown. I think he poses a bit more of an issue than, you know, with no disrespect to, to Antonio. But, I mean, Julio's a different beast. He's going to present... He's a big body... Yeah. I don't think we want to put Eric Rowe over there based on, you know, yeah. he, though he did have another pick. He did. He, he had the Duran Hammon close a pick. He did. Another nice game for uh, Logan Ryan, by the way, which no has doubt. just been every week Had that breakup in I mean, the end zone on that one? Yeah, that was huge. On, that was on a, the second goal line stance, right? Give us give us a hometown discount, please, Logan. We yeah, want to that's see you be, in the uni next year. That's going to be interesting. I did want to sneak in one thing, not Patriots related, before we get out of here. Uh just an attaboy to Brent Musburger. We kicked off the show saying, you are looking live. And that's just a little bit of an homage to yeah. old Brent. Now, I Hanging mean, just up. one of the greatest. You know, Absolutely. We're, we're losing a bunch of the greatest now. I mean, Vin Scully and Dick Enberg hung it up in, uh, yeah. in baseball. And now we're uh, losing this guy, Chris Berman, and football, and Musburger, yeah. and uh, football, faces. and basketball. So changing faces. He says he's, he wanted to emphasize he's not retiring. He's moving to Las Vegas, starting up a handicap company with his, with his family. Really? That's well, what he was saying. Hey, so, good for him. I actually had the... Uh, the I actually ran into him one time at a baseball game up really? in Seattle, and uh, you know, shoot had, the breeze. He was such a nice guy, dude. I had half a load on, <laughs> so I'm like hitting him up on like different games he called and like yeah. different like my favorite lines he ever had, and so he was, he was just uh, super chill, dude, and uh, you know, seemed like he really enjoyed talking to me. Uh, you I'm sure sh- he did. You, he still hits you up, yeah. Oh yeah, he texted yeah, you directly. He's lighting me up during the show. You know, he's a, he's. I'm surprised he didn't chime in. He's gonna have more time now. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Just uh, Big Ben retirement? Question mark. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's throwing that out there. What, I guess what, I don't know. If he's, is he being a diva? I, Wicked diva. Yeah. Let, let me just let me just answer for you. Yeah, please okay. do. This guy likes having his 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 name in the news, and now he's got no more football to play. So how does he do it? He throws that bomb out there. That also plus it's maybe a little bit of camouflage for what he said a couple of days earlier when he was questioning the young guy's ability. And like you know, yeah. stirring it up on his team. So. A little bit. That guy. I mean, huh. probably should turn some attention towards his coaching staff. For real. What an ego. I don't think they can get it done. I think we've seen it. Let's keep him intact. Let's keep it rolling. Love that. All right, gang. Thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, for Denny Harris, I'm Mike Conley. This has been another edition of Patriots Rap 360. Thanks for tuning in with us, gang. Go Catch Pats. Catch you later. Catch you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.